Hello there, and welcome to the Essentials. I'm James. I'm the pastor of the Freedom Moravian Church. This podcast is the space where we talk about where faith and life combine, and we like to celebrate the hope that we see out in the world. I hope that you're doing well. I hope you're enjoying these early summer days. They continue to just fly by. Seems like each day I have something else to do for summer camp, which is coming up in almost two months, but I know it will be here in the blink of an eye. So I hope we're able to slow down a little bit and enjoy these days, maybe get together with family and friends and just take in all that summer has to offer. But today I want to talk to you about Angry Birds and how I wish I was taking you down a trip of memory lane to back in college, how Angry Birds, the game, would carry me through countless accounting 101 lectures. Didn't do me any favors for my grades, but kept my sanity intact. And as I wish I was sharing some stories about Angry Birds, I actually have to tell you about the real winged creatures, specifically red-winged blackbirds, and geese, because as a runner, they are just about my worst enemy in the summer. When you think that runners should be worried about shin splints and blisters, I am worried about those two types of birds. So red-winged blackbirds are very popular and common out here in the country. They pretty much live in the fields and come up and hop up on the power lines and watch you run by. And that's just fine for the beginning of summer. They kind of watch you run by, you see them, they see you and all is well. But at some point, I'm sure they lay eggs and they have a nest to protect. And when we hit that stage of the summer, they get quite hostile, quite aggressive. And I had just now, my first of what has been an annual experience of this confrontation that these red-winged blackbirds like to engage in. So I run by, and as they are in protection mode, they eventually leave the power line or leave the branch that they're on and come swooping down, usually just a little bit above my head, enough to scare me. But every now and then, they swoop low enough and hit me right in the back of the head. And it's more startling than it is painful, but is still not a very pleasant experience. And this has happened to me every single summer since I have lived here out in freedom. And as a result, when summer starts, I'm kind of on high alert for these birds as I go on a run. I stare them down as I run under the power lines. I watch them leave their perch, and if they look like they're about to swoop at me, I'll start clapping or ducking to try and scare them away. And I just wish I could be in the cars that are driving by or be the people on bikes who are passing by just to witness what it looks like for someone to be out for a run, enjoying a nice summer day, and then out of nowhere to randomly start frantically clapping and ducking. I just wish I could see what that looks like. And I've shared these stories with 
folks at church and they think it is just absolutely hilarious. The ladies at church especially think it is just so funny to picture me under attack from these birds as I'm out on my runs. One Christmas, they got me a DVD of the movie Birds as a gift. Always just hilarious, of course. And they've threatened to give me a helmet to keep me safe as I'm out for my summer runs. But the red-winged blackbirds, I've kind of figured out how to live with it. They don't ruin a run. They just kind of keep me alert and aware of their presence as I'm jogging by. Geese, on the other hand, are a bit of a different story. They're obviously much bigger, and I think a little bit more intimidating. And they're, usually when you come past them, they're on ground level. They are right there with you. It's not very easy to avoid them. There's a trail about 10 minutes from our house that's a nice out and back trail, but has just a little chunk that goes through a pond. And Around this pond, there are dozens of geese just hanging out at all times. And depending on the day, they're right on the path. And as you get close, they'll kind of move to the side and you can survive kind of on edge, but you make it through just fine. But there are some days, for whatever reason, they don't feel like budging. And as you get closer, they start to flap their wings, they start to hiss and make angry faces at you, and ultimately you have a decision to make. Am I going to try and plow through this flock of geese, or do they get the win for today and I'll turn around and go the opposite direction? More often than not, the geese win if they're standing their ground, and I turn around and go the other way. This happened a lot back when I lived in Bethlehem for seminary. There was a river trail out there that I ran on a ton because the city of Bethlehem is very hilly and the river was a nice way to escape those hills. But the problem was the trail was so narrow. While the trail here can kind of get to one side and avoid the geese if you're lucky, that was not possible in Bethlehem. If they were on the trail and if they didn't feel like moving, you had no place to go. So there'd be some runs where I would be heading out on the river trail. I would reach a flock of geese and they wanted to claim their ground. I didn't want to get into a fight with these birds. So I'd get close enough, realize they weren't going to move. I'd turn around and go the other way. But I think of one run in particular where I ran, started to run down one side of the river trail was confronted by a flock of geese. They won on that side of the trail. They didn't want to move. I said, fine, I'll go the other way. So I turned around and started heading up the river in the opposite direction, only to be met with another group of geese just sitting and holding their ground. And I got close and they started to hiss. They started to flap their wings. And it was looking like I was either going to get beat up by these birds, or I'd have to turn around and say, I guess the river's off limits for today. Let's go run some hills in the city. But as I was stopped on the trail, kind of frozen, staring down these geese, wondering what to do, really close to calling it a day, giving up, 
and going the opposite direction, just as I was about to turn around. This little old lady, who's out for her morning power walk, comes up from behind me and has absolutely no hesitation as she walks towards these geese. And as she gets closer, they start to hiss, they start to show their wings, they start to look very aggressive, and still no hesitation from this woman. She gets close enough, and when the geese start to look like they're going to approach her, this little old lady makes a confident and aggressive jab step toward them and totally startles the geese off the path. They went rushing into the water. They started floating along like nothing had happened, and the path was cleared up for me to continue my run as normal, just because this little old lady who was much braver than I was came at the right time and was able to clear the way for me. And I just wonder what was going through her mind as she saw me, obviously terrified of these geese, and she just plowed right on through. And then I had the awkward task of running from behind her and passing her, fully aware that I was totally willing to give up and go the opposite direction. Still today, if I'm on the path near our house and am approaching a large group of geese, just kind of by instinct, I'll look over my shoulder to see if there is anyone coming behind me, if they can be the shield for me to clear the path from these geese because I am just too scared. Now, if you've made it this far, you're probably wondering why on earth is James talking about birds so much and his incredible fear of them? Well, mainly, I'm just hoping that it can be a funny, funny story for you to enjoy, to picture me running along these country roads, clapping and ducking, trying to save my own life from these tiny red-winged blackbirds, or to see me frozen on a river, river path willing to turn around and go the other way because of some geese, and then only to have this little old lady come through and plow a clear path for me to get to the other side. Maybe that's a little bit of humor, something for you to enjoy. But as I was thinking about it, the more I thought about my interactions, especially with those geese, how to me they posed a roadblock, they were a dead end. They were totally going to reroute the run that I had planned for today. And I couldn't get through it alone. I was too scared of these geese. And I thought about how sometimes we do hit those roadblocks in life where we feel like we've gone as far as we can. We know that something is needed, maybe a change, maybe doing something different to get to this other side that really feels like where we want to be. It looks like where we should be, but we just can't get there. That might be with our jobs, that might be in school, it might be in our relationships where we've reached a point where it feels like we can't go any further unless we do something different or make a change but we're struggling to get there. And if you're anything like me, that feeling of hitting a dead end, feeling like you're stuck, 
is something you deal with on your own. I am someone who is reluctant to ask for help for a variety of reasons. I think I'm not eager to seek out help from the people around me. I don't want to be a burden to them. I don't want to bother them with my problems. I don't want to appear vulnerable or weak for being stuck and not knowing what to do. So usually my preferred path is to put my head down and just try to figure it out slash hope it resolves itself. And usually that just leaves me stuck, not getting anywhere. In the literal sense, turning around and going the other way where it's safer, where I don't have to make this big decision. And as you can imagine, that's not a very helpful way to deal with those roadblocks. Trying to do it alone, trying to put your head down and just hope you get to the other side somehow. In my case, literally on the river and in those moments in my life where I felt like I've been stuck, it has taken someone in my life entering into that situation, seeing my struggle, seeing the challenge, and taking it upon themselves to come in and help me, to clear that path, to provide advice, to provide insights, to talk things through with me, and it's through their presence that I'm able to get to the other side. And I wish I was better at knowing that God has placed these people in my life, my life, knowing that they would love to help me with whatever I'm dealing with, and having the wisdom to seek them out before they see my struggle get so great that they enter in themselves. I wish I gave myself the permission to seek their advice, to seek their help, to know that God has placed them in my life for a reason, that they can be who can help me get to this other side, to this place where I want to be. If I'm avoiding a decision, if I'm avoiding a conversation I know I need to have or a task I need to do, I wish I was better at seeing the people around me for the help that they can provide and to just be more willing to engage with them instead of hope they sense I need their help and invite themselves into the situation. So I hope as you deal with those roadblocks, as you deal with those dead ends that we often face in life, that you first know that you aren't alone as you face them, that there are people God has placed in your life who have different skills, different abilities, have a different point of view that can provide what you need to get you to the other side. And I hope you and myself are able to have the ability and to take the chance in seeking out that help rather than waiting for it to magically appear. That little old lady on the river path isn't going to show up every day. She's not going to be there to clear a path right when I need her to. So I need to take the initiative to see the people around me who care about me, who want to help me get where I need to be, and to seek them, to look for their help, to bring them into those situations before things get so bad 
things get so scary that I just turn myself around. So think of the people in your life who are there to help you and give yourself permission to seek their help, to seek their advice, to help you clear a path when the road is blocked in front of you. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can learn more about the church I serve. That's the Freedom Moravian Church on Facebook. You can worship with us on YouTube. Our website is the freedommoravianchurchsite.org. And you can learn more about the Moravian Church at moravian.org. So take care. Thank you again for checking us out for another episode. Be well, and I will catch you next time.